It's a blessing to be with you this morning. What a beautiful morning on the 31st of July, Saturday. There's nothing um, more greater than what's impacted and, and, and just so heavy on, on the hearts of me and my wife this morning. Uh, you know, you always get uh, a result of, of where your source is. And when you look at the body of Christ today or you look at the church and its power or its influence, uh, sometimes you can question, where, where is the church? Where's the voice of the church? And most importantly, where is Christ? And so when you realize, if you look back at the last 10, 15, 20, maybe 30 years, you know, as you, as you look back in time, you look for those that would preach the gospel for what it is. And what's really been impacting my spirit and, and my, my, my life is the fact that I see so many preachers, ministers, leaders, churches, not preaching the gospel of Christ and therefore living for God is watered down. It's, it's, A different gospel and there is no different gospel there's only one right but it's become a comfortable gospel it's become very very comfortable that i can walk with god because i go to two services a week and i keep him in my heart right and i think it's really time that we stop making excuses for where we're at in our walk with God because he's called us already to a place. Right. He's called us to a standard. Exactly. He's called us to the simple reality that we are to be crucified with Christ. And we are to walk into the newness of life, not embracing anything of ourself. And I think the reality is, is that if you asked some or many believers, what is the gospel? A lot of people wouldn't be able to explain that to you. And so what we find now today is people walking with God, believing in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, yes. but they're having problems with sin. Right. They're having struggles with the trials and tribulations of life because I don't believe they truly understand the gospel. And so when we see 
Jesus define what a disciple is in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24, you see Christ call all men to himself with this standard. That if you want to come follow me, you must deny yourself. And I really believe that each and every one of us need to get to a place where there is nothing left of us. Right. But can I touch on that scripture? The Bible says, Jesus says in that scripture, if you desire Mm. to follow me. So the first thing that we have to do if you want to be a disciple of Christ is desire him. That's what he says. He says, if you desire to follow me, and I really believe that a lot of Christians, a lot of church members have come to a point where they stop desiring him, desiring to follow him, desiring to be a disciple of Christ. Cause he said a true disciple, if you want to be one, you must desire me to follow me. What do you then think is... To de- then you deny yourself. Then you pick up your cross. So the first mm. thing is to desire. And what do you think is people, stopping that desire? I think a lot of people have become comfortable. I think a lot of people... And I fell into that category. It became a routine. Yeah. And it becomes redundant. Yeah. And you justify your relationship and your salvation by saying, well, I, I attend church, you know, I, I go, I show up to the gatherings. I, and you're substituting your attendance for your relationship. Powerful. Because the reality is that none of the gatherings and none of the attendance, um, that was never Jesus's intention. His intention was to touch the world. Exactly. His intention was to make disciples, to reach out um, to those that are lost. Yes. And I think, I think the, the amazing thing is, hey, Tony. <laughs> I think the amazing thing is that what stops our walk with God our desire, our pursuit to come after Jesus is because we do not truly understand the gospel. We don't truly understand the completed and finished work and the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ. Because I started to create my own gospel where I could have a little bit of the world and I could have all of God. I could have what I called a break from the things of God. That's not the gospel. That's not what it says, no. And I, I really truly believe this generation has been watered down with the gospel. And here's the gospel. The gospel is that I was an enemy of God. I was separated that 
the covenant between Adam and Eve and God was broken. It was forfeited. Jesus Christ bore him who knew no sin became sin for me. That it's not about my goals, it's not about my dreams, it's not about the cars, it's not about the houses, it's not about the money I have in the bank, it's about the fact that I was separated from God. That Jesus loves us so much that God loved us, he sent his son to bear my sin to feel the wrath of God on himself. That I might be delivered, redeemed, bought through the blood of Christ. That I might die with Christ. And be raised into the newness of life in Him. But what we've done is we've mixed, I can have my goals and dreams and my life and all of that is great. Your businesses are great. Your ideas are great. Right. But that's not the gospel. Right. The gospel is you denying yourself. It's hating your mother, your brother, your father, your sister, and not with real hate, right. but with a love that's less than it is for him. Right. He's got to be first. And he's got to be in everything. And, and I think the problem is that we find so many believers struggling with sin or sickness or suffering. The gospel is to suffer. Right. The gospel was sacrificial and the gospel is Christ. And to have more of Christ is to have more of the gospel. To have more of the gospel is to have more of Christ. Apart from that, there is nothing To die is gain. That's why Paul was able to say that. Because he understood that apart from the gospel of Christ, there was nothing. So what are we to be? Yeah, we're supposed to be this passionate. We're supposed to be this selfless. We are to be dead to self. Nothing is to be remaining but Christ. When we're sick and we're suffering, we're to count it all joy for the gospel's sake. And I really believe that we can really easily change the gospel where we're living in some form, shape, or shadow in our own way. When we believe on Christ, sorry. When we believe on Christ, we're dead. Our life is hidden in Christ. And I really believe that we would see suffering different. We would see our trials different, our tribulations different. It's all to the glory of the gospel of Christ. Our life is all to the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I really think that the ideology and, 
and the systems and and the motivation and all of the good things that we come up with and we say and we do are great. But apart from Christ, we can do and we are nothing. Right. Well, well, God is the one that fuels this. God is the reason why I'm, I get it. But I really believe that we are to live for the gospel's sake. Jesus said this. He said um, in scripture and verse uh, in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and on, he said, he said, um, you know, what can you give in exchange for your own soul? Um, he calls us to go and make disciples. Why? Because we should have this knowledge of the gospel that we were so separated from God that it's good news. And I really see so many believers, and I was there myself, where, where I didn't have any good news in my trial, in my tribulation, in my sickness, in my suffering, that Jesus was no longer good enough. Right. Wow. That's good. And, and when we look at the Word of God, you know... We go to the word of God for any topic that we need. And it's like, okay, well, I got my word, you know, for what I'm going through. But the word of God, infallible and perfect and, and for eternity and, and everything that it is, it has to be sufficient. It's got to be are all in all. It's got to be everything. The scriptures is got to be the reason we do and live and have our being. And the scriptures have become kind of like an ointment where I'm going through something, I'll go to the scripture and I'll just put that on for the day. Our scripture, like Jesus said, the word of God has to be our food. It has to be. And I think what we have to do is transform our walk with God, our being, our the reason we're living, the reason the reason we are who we are, the reason we're existing, the reason why we have life. It is for the sake of the gospel. There is nothing. There is nothing that can compete with the gospel. Nothing can replace it. Nothing can compare. Nothing is amazing. Nothing is as powerful as the gospel of Jesus Christ. Therefore, this is why we should have our living and being and everything we do. The gospel of Christ should be the most important thing in our life. Amen. So, I'm going to read a portion of scripture here in in Romans chapter 12. Yes. I really believe it it it's <laughs> it's so amazing and powerful. It's like I don't even know what to say after this, but right. but here's Paul. Paul's a prisoner of Christ. And likewise, we should be. Imprisoned for Christ's sake. Yes. We shouldn't kind of throw Jesus on the shelf at Christmas and Easter and Sunday. Right or midweek, Jesus should be our life, the source of it. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, 
and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Paul was martyred for Christ. He loved Jesus so much. Is our love so deep for Jesus and what he did for us that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice? He says, and do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and, and that body is Christ. But all members do not have the same function. And you know what I see? I see this other gospel being created where we're not all a part of the same body. There's divisions. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even as much as somebody might want to be a part of us, maybe they're not called to. But that doesn't mean that we are to be divided. Exactly. That's good. We are many members called to one body that is Christ, by one spirit that is Christ. It is the spirit of God into Christ's body. And we are all many members, but we don't have the same functions. And, you know, we were talking about this, how if... I no longer go to your church or I'm not a part of your group or I don't hang out with you, then the reach has stopped. The connection has stopped. The love, in a sense, for your well-being in Christ has stopped. I, I need to just focus on the pond that I'm in. When in reality, Jesus said, go to the oceans, right. not just your little pond. And I don't care how much we stream. I don't care how much we put it out on me social media. The gospel and what we're called to do is not social media. It is to reach person to person with a physical touch of the gospel. And my testimony is not the gospel. Right. What God did in your life and our life is not the gospel of Christ. What I'm doing in the church is not the gospel. Right. The gospel is Jesus Christ crucified and risen with his redemptive power, calling us into one body, his, right. one spirit, his, to be one with the father as he was one yes. with the father. Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. The mysteries now of the gospel have been revealed right. to you and I yeah. that we might know God through Christ. Right. He says, we being many do not have the same function, 
we being many, um, are of one body in Christ, individual members of one another, having gifts differing, differing according to the grace that is given us. Let us use them. You know, sometimes you find yourself in a place in your walk with God or the people you surround yourself and you cannot use your gift. God has called us. If it doesn't go according to your schedule, your plan, or, or, or your structure, maybe you might need to rethink that. Because God has called us to use our gifts. Some prophesy, some teach, some have gifts of healing. Some have different gifts of administrations. Do we see those gifts in each other? Or are they constrained because we have a structure? Right, that's devised by man, not God. God said we all have gifts. They're different from one another. But we are to use them. And it says, if you prophesy, let us prophesy. If a proportion uh, to a proportion uh, of your faith, uh, if it if you minister, uh, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with, give with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kind. Kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continually, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distribute, distributing to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Bless those that persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice in those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. But I see minds shifting toward one another because you're no longer now a part of their assignment. Right, that's good. I don't care if you're a part of my assignment. I, I still love you. I still desire to edify you. I still desire to encourage you. I, and I really see the body of Christ trying to form another gospel that's not Christ. The gospel is that we are many members with many gifts differing from one another, but we are to use them to edify each other. And just because I'm not there in your service structure or, or way of doing things does not mean that I am not a benefit or edification to you. And that you're not to me. It says, do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of men. If it is possible, as much depends on you. Live peaceable with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to... rather." Give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heap hot coals of fire on his head. Do not 
be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The gospel. Jesus said that he sent them forth with no money, no changes of clothes. They did not care about the exterior things in life. And we also are to be carriers of Christ and nothing else. So we got to ask ourselves today, is our finances all of God's? Are our goals all his? Is our relationships all his? Do we have divisions? Do we have these separations between each other because of the things of God? I mean, are we only fellowshipping with those that fellowship with us? Are we only reaching those that are convenient? That's good and true. Because the gospel is what we are to live for. We are to suffer for. We are to die for. And if my friends and my brothers, my sisters, if you're not at a place and you say, well, I'm just not there yet, it's because you choose to be. Right. Jesus Christ died for our sins. Not that he would come into the world to condemn it, but through him, he might save it, that we might have life and have life abundantly in him and nothing else. You know, we try to find life in a relationship or we try to find it in a better job or we try to find it, you know, and, 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 and health is great, but we try to find it in these exercises and in these routines. And listen, Jesus has to be our everything. And we have to deny ourselves of our life and existence completely in whatever it is that we want. And he has to become our source for everything. It is only the regenerated power of the Holy Spirit and the only work that that God can do in the heart of man to make them completely want to give up their entire life. But it is only through faith in Christ. This does not work any other way. And so we wanted to encourage you today to be careful how you build your walk with God, the teachings that you learn, the, the, the people that you follow. The Bible says that every work will be tested and it will be tested by fire, mm-hmm. whether it's been precious metals or stones or wood or hay. The, that means whatever teachings you have built up, your, you know, and I created a teaching in myself that it was okay to do this. It was okay to think this. It was okay to be like this. And it wasn't the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us lay our lives down for Jesus Christ because we will have to give an account. And listen, there is nothing more better than to give glory to Jesus Christ to bring him glory and to let him live and have his way in us. I just wanted to see if there was anything that you wanted to minister from your heart uh, before we we wrap up here. Um, 
Yeah, I just want to encourage everybody, you know, to desire him. You know, desire his word, desire relationship so that you can you can help those in your world. You know, your world may not be going to another country. It could just be on your block. But he's called all of us, each one of us, to speak the good news, to tell others about him. And he came down from heaven. Mm. He became a man. He left the riches, the glory, the splendor. Thank you, Jesus. To come down. Thank you, Jesus. To become man, to lower himself. It said, you know, the Bible says the lowest form hmm. to sacrifice what, where we should have been hmm. sacrificing. He sacrificed his life for each one of us. And it's up to us to tell the world. So I want to encourage you. The only way to do that is we have to desire him. You know, stop desiring self. Stop desiring what you want. Stop desiring what you think others want of you. Mm. It was a lot of times we find ourselves there. You know, we were so worried about what everybody else thinks that we fail to walk in the call of God. Hmm. So I just, um, I just want to encourage everybody desire him Amen. desire to get to know him desire to get to know the word desire, the spiritual gifts as the Bible tells us Amen. to desire those things. Amen. Then we can be effective for his kingdom. You know, the Bible tells us, seek his kingdom first and his righteousness. That's the heartbeat of God. The heartbeat of God is bringing everyone to the knowledge of him. And he can't do that by coming down again. He already did that. He leaves it up to each one of us mm. to bring the good news. That's powerful. And, and, and that's the gospel. Um, it, it, there's nothing to add to or take from Jesus Christ was the son of God. He came down from heaven. He laid his life down. The lamb of God that was slain for the sins of man. No other man has done that. And Jesus knew when he was surrounded by so many of the leaders that even if man wanted to, they could not keep the law of God. Right. We need Jesus. Yes, especially more now more than ever. We need Jesus. We need the atonement. We need his his the blood that was shed for us. We need we need Jesus as our savior. Because scripture tells us he is. He was and is and is to come. Yes. Amen. And Jesus Christ is the son of God and he loves us. He laid his life down for us that we might know God. Jesus is the truth, the life, and the way, yes. and there is no other way to the Father. Yes. Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, we all now have been partakers of the promises of God. Yes. And I really want to end it with this. 
So many of us don't walk in power and in joy and in confidence with God because we don't know the scriptures. We don't know the promises of God. We don't know what we have in Christ Jesus. And that is why we trip over the same things. We deal with the same sin. We struggle in the same area. We suffer. And, 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 and now we ask God why instead of say it's to the glory of God. So listen. Be blessed. We love you. Uh, listen, August, for those of you that are here, yeah, I'm glad that you, you stayed with us. August 15th, we are, we are connecting with you in person. We're opening up our home August 15th here in the city of Carson uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, we, we are going to have uh, 10 a.m. We're going to have some connect uh, with you. We want to... Uh, open up our home. We want to uh, fellowship with you. We want to, we want to hang out with you. We, uh, we, we want to get into the word as well. And we want to just worship the Lord with you. So uh, mark it on your calendar. Please tell somebody who might need it. Uh, August 15th, we are opening our home at 10 a.m. That is a Sunday. And listen, before you know it, who knows? Um, we could go from a home to another house or to a building. God can do amazing things. And listen, I believe that he's going to do it. I know that uh, God has put great things uh, in our heart. And listen, it's up to him to, to bring it forth. But uh, stay encouraged. We love you. You need anything. You already know. Your neighborhood preacher says, get at me. And listen, stay up. Stay prayed up because the devil is a liar. Listen, we love you. Take care. God bless. Amen. Bye.